Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast, dedicated to teaching, sharing, and learning the game. Thank you for joining me today. I'm your host, Steve Kramer of the Coach's Edge. And man, I know you're going to love this episode on effective post-play with Matt Neal, who's assistant coach when I was playing at Hope College. He went on to become the head coach there. He's had a ton of success as a player, as an assistant coach, as a head coach. Now he trains some very high-level players in West Michigan, both post players and perimeter players alike. And post play is not dead. If you learned anything from our last episode with AJ Burton, who he talks about, you know, the, the freedom that their post player has in their four out one in motion offense to be able to step out, to be able to set screens, to be able to post up, flash high post, get into your eye cuts, different types of spacing. The post game is not dead. And so one thing that I hope you take away from this episode is how post play is for everyone. It doesn't have to be relegated to the big player. As we're seeing in today's game, big players as well as smaller players are playing everywhere out on the court. And the same can be with post play. Anybody can play around the basket, right? And if you have some of the characteristics that Coach Neal breaks down, he shares with us some of the drills that players can use, as well as some of the teaching points of being able to, to jump, to catch, to chin, where we're looking, where we can go when our back to the basket. He really breaks down piece by piece what players can do to be effective and what we as coaches can do to give our players a better chance to be successful. And in my opinion, if you really want to look at high level post play right now, watch the women's game, watch the WNBA, watch women's college basketball. The, the post game is not dead if you're watching the women's game. And I think we're going to see some of that come back into the men's game. And so, so this is my point. If you're a, if you're a men's basketball coach, I want you to think about what best suits your team. How can you put your players in a position to be successful? And if everybody's starting to go five out, is it gonna benefit you to do what everyone else is doing? Or is it gonna benefit you to, to be different, to be harder to guard, to go against the grain? Also, does that model fit the personnel that you have? If you have a player who has the ability to work around the post, be effective with their footwork and their reads, also understanding when they can step out, isn't it going to benefit that player in your team to get them closer to the basket more often? I think so. So I'll stop talking. We will get to this, this episode. Oh, last thing. We finished the Coach's Edge launch. It was awesome. It was awesome to see, we got members from around the country and it was just really cool to hear the backstory of how they decided to join the Coach's Edge. People that checked out free Zoom meetings, people that came to a coach's clinic, people that joined because of word of mouth from another coach who has the membership. And then some people that I've known for a while and now they're on it and, they, and they've jumped in. It's just really cool to see uh, all the different people that we're excited to continue to work with and watch the Coach's Edge continue to grow. Very exciting stuff. All right, special thank you to Coach Neil for joining the show. Let's get to it. I think when you guys become vulnerable as coaches, you become better as people. Nonetheless, a couple of things that I think are important for, for us as we're talking about post play is that, first of all, I, I don't think that you have to be huge to post up. Um, I think that, that you can take take anybody and, and put them in the, in the post and have them be successful if you teach them correctly. And, you know, when, when Crane played for me, I mean, he could jump out of the gym, but we taught him a few little things that, that could make him effective if he were, had a chance to get down in the post. 
And one of them is, is, is the way I begin all this is with our feet. And so, so I obviously, and you get, believe me, this isn't rocket science, but I, I teach kids that to just get in a good athletic position, feet a little bit more than shoulders width apart, a good bent position in the post, um, a bent knee position in the post, and, and then be able to create something that I refer to as arm bars. And it's just a right angle, a right angle look. And I will tell you this, if you teach a kid to hold off with one hand and I have one hand up, you go, go right ahead. I'm just going to challenge you be the best at teaching it that you can be, if that's how you're going to do it. Um, because we're all different. We all have different strengths, but I'm just sharing the things that I use. I used when I coach kids and still deal with, with these kids. But a, so a good solid base, kind of sit down on an aft. I always tell kids, sit down on the post. And so that means they're not standing straight up. They have bent knees. They're ready to move and athletic arm bars here. Um, and, and just, it's real super easy, right angle. Kids all understand what 90 degrees looks like. So you just tell them an arm bar spot. And one of the things that then at that point, you, you just, uh, some neat drills that I do, I put guys, uh, athletes across from each other and just with a tennis ball and they have their arm bars here and they have to just call for the ball. And if they're not calling for the ball, you don't throw it, but they're just, their hands are here and they just throw the ball back and forth. They, they receive it. They go and catch it with two hands. They come back again. They listen for the ball. They throw it. Now it's their turn, ball, ball, ball. And they, they jump and then they jump to the ball, catch the ball, chin the ball. Easy to remember, jump, catch, chin. And so as you're sitting down in the post, ball comes, you jump to the ball, you catch the ball, you chin the ball. And, and if you think, if you want to see something that's goofy with, with a tennis ball, these guys are chinning, chinning a ball here. I, I keep thinking of Nate Van Arendonk, like 6'11 kid who played for me. I just was reading an article about him actually. And I remember Nate doing that with a tennis ball and he just said, coach, how do I do that? I said, no, you got to catch it with two hands two hands and then chin it and it helped him out a lot so arm bars pass back and forth jump catch chin all right and then back up and now they're here again and do the same thing you want to add some a little conditioning to it have them move their feet while they're doing it have them have them pitter patter their feet even even in that athletic position and then pass it jump catch and chin it um just it just allows you to maximize your time with the, with the athlete now, at that point in time, arm bars here, we're sitting down in the post and we're just learning how to, learning how to catch the ball and chin the ball, catch the ball, chin the ball. Um, then you start throwing in a basketball. Take the, take the tennis ball out, throw the basketball, have them throw with their weak hand. So all your righties have them throw the pass with their left hand. It's good for them to be able to do it. They throw a one hand pass to their partner, the partner jump, catch chin. Now he goes back. She goes back. Now they're now he, she has the ball in her hand. Partner is doing the same thing. Calls for the ball. Throw the ball. Jump, catch, chin, and stay down in that good athletic position. The next move that I try to teach kids is what? How? How do you know where to go or get in the habit of looking? And and I always tell kids look the same way every time. Instead of looking here and looking here and not and trying to figure out what's going on. Now we're going to jump, catch, chin, catch the ball, and just to look over the shoulder. And that's it. And, I, and believe me, it sounds super simple, but I break it down. Steve can tell you, I break it right down to the every single move. You jump, catch, chin, look. 
Okay, now you're back, pass it to your partner, they jump, catch chin, and they look. I don't care which direction they look, but the reason I do that is so that it becomes habit. And we're trying to create great habits here. And so as we jump, catch chin and look, now we're gonna, now we're gonna learn our reads. Player is there, we're not gonna go, obviously. Player's not there, we're gonna go that direction. We don't feel anything, we're gonna turn and face and I'll break those things down in just a second. But if you get somebody in the habit of jump, catch, chin and a look, and it's not turn, turn your whole body, it's just a look right here. If you get them in the habit of that, now their reads become a little bit more natural. Now, they, now as they jump, catch, chin and take a look, now they're able to do things and react quickly. Okay, all right. So the next, the next thing then that I want to, to expand on then is all the things that we're doing as far as jump, catch, chin. So now we do this thing where we get and we look and now we're just gonna work with the simple drop step, a two hand pound and a pivot square up. So if I'm gonna, um, you know what? I'm gonna see if I can do this. I don't have anybody at home right now. So we're gonna see if we can make this work. So don't break any windows, so, coach. Well, you know what, Crane? I look at I have grandchildren. Look at this stuff. Don't step on any of those toys. Oh my gosh, we have so much stuff around here. Anyway, so so what ends up happening is we jump catch chin here, and now we're to look over the shoulder, and all we're gonna do is we're gonna drop step. We're gonna drop step here with a two-hand pound and turn and square up. Okay. And it's super easy, super simple, but Kids need to understand that that's, the, that's their first move is that simple drop step. After they've caught the ball, they look, no one's there, and they swing that leg open, a good hard rear pivot, drop step, and with a two-hand pound and square up, it's the easiest move they can make. And then learn and teach them to obviously to go up and finish with two hands with the basket. But the reason that I want, I want them to just break this thing down is so it becomes habit and, ha and habit and habit and habit. And you know what, the more they do it, the easier it's gonna be. And the more they do it, it's second nature. They never think about it again. Um, I, I'll, I'll get, get back to a couple other little drills about teaching kids how to pound the ball in just a second. But so, so now, arm bars, good solid base, jump catch chin, look, drop step. Okay, super simple. And now, and we haven't even got to the basket yet. We're not even, we're just standing across from each other 12 feet apart, throwing the basketball back and forth. And you just do it over and over again, back and forth. And now you build up, build up some, some build good habits. When you take this to the key, to the lane lines, and you start to do this with your kids, I want you to think of this and, and so often, and maybe you've been taught this way or coached this way, is that they, people say, oh, yeah, get down on the block. Well, there's that rectangle, and then there's the next hash. That's what I want us to focus on. I teach our athletes, the athletes that I work with, to split that hash mark, to step up and split it, because if they're, if they're on the block, their drop step to the baseline puts them right out of bounds. Now, if we're up to up that and we split that first hash mark, here you are, you're big and you're strong, you drop step and you've got a great angle at the basket. 
So remember, as you as you take this drill now, this this drill that we've been working on, just pass back and forth and learning our fundamentals of drop step either way. Now what we're going to end up doing is we move it at that lane line, and now we can actually work on finishing at the basket. Okay, and so I just do it. It's it's re, it's repetitive over and over and over again. Where I tie in a little bit of conditioning is. Athletes are calling for the ball. They jump, catch, chin, take a look, drop, step, baseline, go score, get the rebound back out to the passer, go over and touch the other block, come back and post up again, and they do it again, and I have them do it five times in a row. You know, if you're working with your athletes and you work, you've, got, you've divided your, your, your post players and your guards, your perimeter guys, hey, they ought to be able to go just keep, keep them coming through and have them go three times and then move to the next the next move that like I'll, like I'll talk about in a second. Okay, so I work on those kind of things right there. And they drop step baseline, power up to the basket. Then they work at drop stepping middle, let's say if we're, if we're looking, at the, looking at the basket, we're on the right-hand side. So then they work at drop stepping to the middle and, use it and finish with a nice little left-hand jump hook right over the front of the rim. So these are all things without any defense, okay? And, and again, you can put all kinds of stipulations with it. And I make guys really, really scream it out. And when, it, when you're working with young kids, they hate to yell. I mean, they hate to scream for the ball. So I just, you know, you put something on them to make sure that they learn to enjoy screaming for the ball. I was telling perimeter guys are blind in one eye and they can't see out of the other because they've got defense all up in their face. and they. You know, they don't know that you're open. So post up strong, call for the ball when you want the ball. And if they throw it to you, then you better be able to do something with it. Because it, you know, that stinking line has caused people not to throw the ball inside very much anymore. But, but I love the three-point line. Um, anyway, I think that, that those things are, are really, really basic right there. So again, we build it with our feet. We build it with a good strong leg position. We build it with good arm bars. We, we continue to build with a jump catch chin. We continue to build with a little, just a turn of the head. And then we, can, we continue to build with a drop step going one way, a drop step going the other way. Okay, any questions so far? Okay, all right. Coach Pitt. I just, I just want to say the, nice the, the split in the hash mark was, is great. Because you're, you're right. Oh, yeah. Kids will go to the block yeah. and then they'll just go baseline. And they're underneath the hoop and they, you know, hit the bottom of the rim. That's that's key. <laughs> they made a great move to go out of bounds. <laughs> um, so anyway, now now let's take this take this a little bit farther in ways that that we can and I, and I'll talk about moves in a minute. But how do we get that athlete? to when there's a defender there to know where to post up. And a couple of things that I've always, I've always kept in my mind is this, and I, and I think Steve would concur that you, you hear me say, get the high leg, get his or her high leg. So if you've got a defender playing around behind you, trying to fight around to get, to get over to half front or full front, Use your legs to step and seal whatever high leg is for them. If they're trying to come around underneath on the low side, you step up with your left leg and seal. 
they're trying to go around the other way, you step up and feel. So the way to teach that, a way to work at that, is you put offensive player here, arm bars are ready. You've got defensive player knowing full well he or she is just trying to work their way around. Just try to go back and forth. Try to go away, try to go around and slip in front. Try to get, just challenge the offensive player to really work their footwork. It's like a block out. It's like you're blocking somebody out, but you're doing it on the offensive side. The other thing that I think is really super important, guys, to remind your athletes of is this. As the offensive player, you want to initiate the contact. You want, you want to find the defender. And conversely, on the other side of the ball, as a defender, you want to avoid the contact. You want to keep the offense guessing as to where you are. So that's the reason that, that I advocate really working hard to make the contact is so you have full awareness of where your defender is, and then you can control the situation. Obviously, the, the, the key is to be in control. He, he or she who is in control is he or she who wins. And so what we want to do then is control how, we're gonna, how, how the de defense is going to be, and we're going to take what they give us. If they're working hard to fight us one way, we're going to step high and, and really over-exaggerate that. Have the, have the kids really over-exaggerate the fact of stepping their leg up around and, getting, and sealing the high leg or going the other way and stepping in and sealing the, the other way. Because I think that, that what we're able to do at that point, guys, is we're able to then teach the kids you have the ability to have full frontal view or, or to have have the front of you be be in view to your offensive players and i think that that's really really a good thing so how do you do that well that's one way that's a that's a, a good drill to do another drill that i often refer to is walk your man in and it's just a simple little drill of walking right at the defender. So I'm walking right at you and I step across, I step across your body with one leg and I rear pivot right back into you. I make the contact and I feel the high leg. And, and you can then, then have the athlete go back and forth if you want to, but that's a, it's a great move. And, it, and it's, that's one that I'll refer to in a second where, where we, we post and then repost and it's a great offensive, great offensive move for, for post players. Post it up. We split the hash. We're sitting down, good, strong arm bars. We're there for jump catch, chin, all that stuff. We've worked on going the baseline. We've worked on going inside, of course, going back and forth, going across and touching the opposite post or opposite block and coming back every single time. So now this time, what, what would be good is, how do, what do we, what do we do with our, our next move? We, we go baseline. If we feel the offensive guy on our, on our top side, we go middle. If we feel the offense or the defensive guy on our, on our baseline side, but now what if we don't feel anybody? And you guys know the answer to the question, of course, it's turn and face. And so I always advocate, and, and it doesn't matter which way they go, but I always advocate turning with a front turn. Now I know that that there is, you know, a back a back pivot is good if you're a bigger person. Um, but if I'm if I you know I always taught our guys that if somebody ever back 
back pivots on you in the post, you step up and you make sure you put a foot right between their legs because now you've taken the move away. Jack Sigma was one of those rare guys at 6'11 playing for, for Seattle, and he played at Illinois Wesleyan, actually, who was very, very good at that back pivot and a, and a, and a nice little soft jump shot. But I, I advocate turning and facing because I think it, 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 again, exhibits control. And so if you don't feel, if, it, if the offensive player doesn't feel anybody, then you turn and face. And then at that point, you, you can use a shot. You turn, turn and face with a shot. You can turn and face with a shot fake, and you can swing through a crossover, go to the basket. Either way. Or you can turn and face and then go middle again. Let's say that if you pivot on, on as you, again, as you look at the right-hand side of the basket, if you turn and square up, you can go middle. Okay, so let's, uh, let's see if we can. What, what, I'm, what I'm, I want you to think about is this. Let's see if I can make the basket behind me, okay? So that if the basket is, is over here by that, you can see the vent up here. Let's say that the basket is over there, all right? And I'm posted up that if I turn, if I turn to the inside now, if I turn to the inside and face, I'm going to give a little shot fake here and I can rip through and go strong in the basket here. If, I'm, if I turn the other way to the baseline side, I can shot fake here, I can shoot it, I can shot fake, I can rip through, good hard pound, and get back to the middle of the lane and make the score that way. Um, is that helpful? Being able to show, that, show things that way? Okay. Um, a couple of things then that I, and I wanna, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just go back a little bit, that when we're talking about sitting in the post, and we're sitting down here in this, in this direction. Remember, as that defender, if, if, if we're working on that drill and the, and the kid is coming around, the defender is coming around this side, we're really stepping up and getting and trying to seal. And as they go around the other way, we're just kind of sealing here and keeping them on our butt, staying low, keeping them sealed, and so that we can then jump, catch, and chin, okay? Any questions on that? I just want to, again, you have somebody going around behind you, behind, and all you're doing is seal. You're sealing here all the way through. Now, one of the things that, that I end up showing, teaching our guys, it was a move that, that I think guys got used to doing, is that as they post up, it's that, it's that little drop step to the baseline, and then it's a step back to the middle. So it's, it's a drop step with, a, with a, a dribble here, and then it's a step back to the middle. And you have, and remember now, ball here, right here, and then a jump hook. So again, we're posted up. It's a drop step to the baseline, turn back, and then a little jump hook. And part of it is just to get, get your defender going, because if you've gone that direction before, you try to get them to go that way. And then it's a big, big seal. Use your butt as you turn back in the middle. So it's a step, big seal, boom, boom. It's a step one, two, I refer to it all the time. So it's a step, one, two, jump hook. Good? Okay, all right. Now, similarly, can I just the interrupt way. you real quick, Coach? Because yeah. one of the reasons I love that is, like, okay, if they're beat, you take that drop step, you take that strong dribble, and you score. 
But even if they're not beat, you can set that defender up for, for what you want. And that, that's oh. why it's one of my favorite moves, because if you're going, let's say, to the baseline and it's one dribble or maybe even it's two power dribbles, if that defender uh-huh. doesn't do anything, you, you're scoring right there. Keep, right. Keep so you're, you're yeah. forcing that defensive player by by taking that dribble or sometimes two to pick a side. And then, boom, that's when you right. that's when you go the other way. Which why and I love that's it. when you're that's when your feet have to kick in. All right. That's you make that move. You make that move. And, and he goes. Make sure it's a big swing. Make sure you let, let your butt lead and turn and get to, get to the rim. And even even go on the other side of the rim if you want to get all the way to the glass use the rim to help protect. And of course, it's the same way going the middle. You step here, you go middle, you go middle here, and then it's boom, boom, and you're right back at the rim again. So again, it's a step middle, all right? One big step, step, boom, boom. Step one, two, everything that we talk about is step one, two. Thank you for listening to this episode on effective post play. Thank you to coach Neil for taking the time and rarely do you hear a podcast episode. I mean, chances are, if you listen to the coach's edge podcast, you're listening to other basketball podcasts as well. Rarely do you hear an episode on post play, which is why I think the coach's edge is so cool. We just try to touch on such a variety of topics for basketball coaches, whether that's something with skill development, whether that's a strategy piece, whether that's a culture and leadership piece, whether that's a communication aspect among your coaching staff, which is one of the reasons why I think the Coach's Edge is is a really good podcast. Of course, I'm biased. So thank you to Coach Neil. Thank you for listening. If you guys could do me one favor, as you know, listen to the podcast is free. If you could leave a positive rating and review, that would go a really long way on Apple Podcasts as we continue to grow the Coach's Edge and and try to grow the game with more and more basketball coaches. So thank you for listening to today's episode. And as always, get after today.